Hi, my name is Elise, and you're listening to Chatterbox Island English Podcast. Welcome back to Chatterbox Island English Podcast. I'm your host Elise. If you're new to this podcast, hello and welcome. This is an all English podcast, but we don't talk about grammar rules or vocabulary like other English learning podcasts. Instead, we just talk about some easy and everyday topics. And I usually put all the keywords of each episode down in the description, so feel free to check them out if you want to. I hope you'll find this show interesting, and be sure to subscribe if you enjoy the content. In the last episode, we talked about whether having a certain accent while speaking a language matters, and why we are so obsessed with having a standard accent when we speak English. If you haven't listened to that episode, you can go check it out after this one. And if you want to listen to any previous episodes of this podcast, you can click on any platform that you're listening to right now. For today's episode, we're gonna talk about self-help books, and more specifically, whether or not they are actually helpful to us. So one of my personal goals for this year is to read more books. But at first, I didn't really know how to start and what books to read. So I went online to see what's popular right now, and I found out that many popular books on the top, like a hundred, are self-help books, which I've noticed seems to become a trend right now. But to start off, what exactly is a self-help book? Well, a self-help book is one that is written with the intention to instruct its readers on solving personal problems. They are also known and classified under the genre of self-improvement, which is often translated to 励志自我成长 in Chinese, and sometimes even 心灵鸡汤 in more of an ironic way. There are tons of different self-help books that cover different topics or aspects of life. So there are ones that teach you how to manage time better, ones that teach you how to be more productive, ones that teach you how to find a romantic partner, and even ones that teach you how to live a happier life. You can pretty much find any topics that has a self-help book covered. According to market research, the self-improvement market was worth 9.9 billion in 2016, and is estimated to grow to 13.2 billion in 2022. The self-improvement industry, yes, it's a whole industry right now. Includes self-help books or videos,、um, self-improvement apps, personal coaching services, and motivational speakers. But we're just mainly going to focus on self-help books today. Now, while self-help books can be inspiring and uplifting, there are more and more critics saying that self-help books can also be toxic. So here are some common critics about self-help books. The first one is 
the illusion of progress. Because self-help books often have this inspiring and uplifting tone in them, it makes people feel like they have become a better person or achieved something once they finish the book instead of actually taking actions. This is also called action faking, which means doing things that make you think you're making progress when you're not. It's almost the same as. Procrastination, but worse because in this case, people don't even realize that they are procrastinating. They just have this illusion that they are achieving something or they have achieved something after reading those self-help books. The second one is self-help reinforces perceptions of inferiority and shame. This sounds. A bit contradictory, right? Because self-help books are supposed to make you feel more positive or make you feel better about yourself. But when you really think about it, if you don't feel like there is something wrong with you, or that you are not good enough and you want to become a better person, why would you buy a self-help book? And of course, I don't believe that anybody is perfect, and there is always room for improvement. I have to say, if you actually do get some great advice or opinions out of the book, that is awesome. That is great. I have nothing against it. But sometimes, for people who just fundamentally think they are worse than others and have a really low self-esteem. Sometimes they're not really looking for possible advice or opinions. They are looking for word-for-word instructions because they don't know what to do. And if that doesn't work out for them, they might feel worse about themselves. And the third one is toxic positivity. Some self-help books, or I should say, most self-help books, are full of. Inspirational and motivational quotes that are meant to make you feel more confident and positive, but the reality isn't always like this. And it's normal to have ups and downs in your daily life. Sometimes the downs will probably last longer than you think, but that's totally okay. That's just how life is. So to say that you have to constantly feel positive, passionate, grateful, and sometimes even to block out all the negativity in your life is, I think, somehow unhealthy. Now I have read some self-help books before, and I just found out that <laughs> they're not for me. I feel like they are often repeating themselves over and over in the books, and I just. Didn't feel that they gave me the help that I needed. I think that's the whole point of self-improvement. It comes from yourself and not someone else. And while others can give you their advice and what works for them, it doesn't mean that it will always work for you, your emotions, your feelings, your situations, and your personal experience in life. So it's nice to get a little pep talk sometimes, but 
Personally, I think self-growth really comes down to yourself, which is kind of self-explanatory. Of course, I do believe that some people can really take in the advice and improve from self-help books. But for the most part, I personally think self-help books are largely overrated. <laughs> so, what about you? Have you read any self-help books? Or maybe you are a fan of self-help books. I hope this episode doesn't offend you in any way.、Um, if self-help books are really helpful in your opinion. Please feel free to let me know in the YouTube comment section or Apple Podcast review section. I would really love to know different opinions. And that's all for today's Chatterbox Island English podcast. If you enjoy this episode, you can subscribe to our show on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, KKBox, and SoundOn. You can also find our shows on YouTube and go on our website. That's www.eiland.com.tw for more information. I'm your host Elise, and I'll talk to you soon in the next episode. Bye.